0: I'm Allison Hess. And I'm Marta McDonald. Welcome to the Thousand Islands Playhouse Podcast. Dive in with us as we talk to the artists of the 2023 season and get a behind the scenes peek at the seven
1: fantastic shows happening this summer. Don't forget to tune in to give your ears a front row seat. See you, See you at, at
0: the, the theater. theater. Welcome back to the 2023 season of the Playhouse Podcast. We're recording today on the ancestral lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabek peoples. We are in the MyFM studio, which looks out on the beautiful St. Lawrence River, surrounded by the Thousand Islands. My name is Alison Hess, and we have a familiar face slash voice joining us this season. You may remember her from previous seasons of the Playhouse Podcast, and she has returned. Marta McDonald! Oh, Hi. (laughs) Marta is the Assistant General Manager of the Playhouse, and we are so excited to have her as co-host for the season. Welcome! Thank you
1: so much. I'm so happy to be back in their
0: ears. Yes, in your ears.
1: Um, For episode one of the 2023 season, we're jumping into Baskerville, a Sherlock Holmes mystery by Ken Ludwig. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson must crack the case of the Hound of the Baskervilles before a family curse dooms its newest heir. Watch as our intrepid investigators try to escape a dizzying web of clues, disguises, and deceit as five
0: actors deftly portray more than 40 characters. Now, a lot of our audience may already know the story of The Hound of the Baskervilles, but this sounds like a fun twist. 40 characters and only five actors. And we are very lucky to have two of those actors here in studio today. Jamie Cavanaugh and Colin Doyle, welcome.
2: Thanks for having us. What's up?
0: Welcome. Um, we're going to just do a little background
1: about each of you quickly so people can know who they are hearing. Um, J.B. Cavanaugh is playing Sherlock Holmes, and this is his T.I.P. debut, Brap Brap. It sounds like this might be the T.I.P. debut for all five of the actors. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um, Jamie has worked at uh, theaters across the country, Arts Club, Soul Pepper, Citadel, mm-hmm. all kinds of places. And he is a graduate of the BFA acting program at the University of Alberta and the 2014 Citadel BAMS uh Band Center program. Does that sound right, Jamie? Yeah,
0: yeah, sounds yeah, pretty good. Great. Awesome, and uh, Colin Doyle, not to be confused with Arthur Conan Doyle uh, is playing Dr. Watson, also his debut, as we said. Uh, and Colin, you've done, again, so many things Canadian stage, coal mine theater, the Kick and Push Festival, uh, the, yeah, mundane mysteries on out, from outside the march, uh, as well as a lot of things on TV, film, and radio. So uh, welcome, both of you. Thank you for coming.
3: Thank you for having
2: it's us. So good to be here.
0: Um, So, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about this concept of the story of Hound of the Baskerville and how our audience might see it a little differently than other adaptations that they might be expecting when they come?
2: Yeah, well, I think, you know, the the, the, the book, um, the original book, is is a a gothic thriller mystery, um, very intense, suspenseful. I think it was the last... Uh, version of Sherlock Holmes that was written, um, and it's it's really, it's, it's, I think it's also his, uh, you know, his sort of most famous and most celebrated um, Sherlock story. This play is different than that. It is based on that story, uh, but is very much a joy-filled. Um, romp uh, of an adventure, uh, f- full of comedy, full of uh, you know m- many costume changes. Yeah. Luckily, Colin and I don't do many. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, uh, of the forty characters, you get to play t-
2: one, each. one each. One
0: each. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one each. Yeah.
2: And and what a, what a one.
0: Yeah. What, a, what a one each. Exactly. Both
3: very iconic characters. And yeah, uh, just to jump on what Jamie was offering, that it's, it's also a celebration of theater, so you get to see that theatricality uh. of those costume changes uh, John Denny has done an amazing job with the set, so the set changes kind of right in front of you, and and obviously this this Hound.
0: Yeah, mm. and Ken Litwig, who wrote it, he's a master of farce too. So there's elements of that, right? Where uh, maybe you're not coming in expecting a comedy, but that's what you'll get. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this so is like,
2: this is a funned up version of uh, The Hound of the Bass Yeah, like for spooky
1: sure. background, but definitely a little bit of silliness mixed in. Um, so the two of you play kind of the straight men against all of the farcical characters. Um, and it's almost like Sherlock and Watson are kind of in a different show. What is that like watching all of the other three actors transform into all these different characters kind of around you and having to... Because you would have to do as as much gymnastics jumping into meeting with the other characters as they come along, yeah?
3: That's a great... Uh, yeah, gymnastics is a great is a great point. You, you'd mentioned about all of us. Yes, this is an all-rookie team to... Uh, to the, the the Playhouse, so we have Carl Ang, um, Tim Walker, and Sydney Penner, and they all do an amazing job of jumping in and out of dialects, characters, physical bodies, and things like that. And Brett Christopher, our director, could not have picked uh, a better three
2: and maybe a better five. I don't know, but
3: Brett, Christa- Brett
1: Christopher. I I don't know if I've heard of him.
2: Oh no, no. He's a, he, he certainly <laughs> walks around like you yeah. don't. Yeah,
0: I think he's pretty famous in these parts. Yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe too much ego. <laughs> that's not uh, true we, we I'm, ha- like I'm having a great time brett. thank, you, thank you for having me
0: uh, we would like to make a disclaimer uh, <laughs> brett christopher is lovely and he pays all our bills so thank you brett um so, Colin, in your bio, you said that you are a big Sherlock Holmes fan. Is that true?
3: Yeah, I guess I would say so. I certainly made the connection uh, that the, the, the writer's name had my last name when I was younger. So I'm still waiting for the results from the 23andMe or uh, <laughs> Identity.org. I don't know. Uh, but, I yeah, there, there could be some connection there. But, yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. And so... Uh, Both of you, when I say, you know, you play the straight men, you're playing these characters who are, as we said, well known across the world. Um, How do you kind of put your own personal touch on these characters um, when you know that, like, people are coming in having seen Sherlock on BBC or Elementary on CBS or having read the books? How do you kind of make it your own without completely taking the character in a direction where they're like, well, that's not Sherlock Holmes?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, uh, the basic basic acting homework still applies, you know, Um, but also whenever you're playing a character that has been played before, certainly to some acclaim, I think it's very important just to play it the way you see the character, mm-hmm. um, because the character exists in the words, it exists in the actions, and um, and as long as you are playing those things truthfully, as long as you're doing your homework and, and using the technique, it, you just sort of need to trust that it will be different, and it will be unique, and it will be you in the role, and you're not trying to uh, appease some expectation of what the character is, you're not trying to uh, uh, d- play to what the audience expects from the character, but at the same time, um, just trusting the fact that it will be different, as long as you do your homework and and follow through right.
3: appropriately. Which is what you're bringing to the table. You as Jamie Cavanaugh is different, mm-hmm. and yes. it is different from those that have played it before. Yes. Obviously, too, with you know when it started in the 1930s, even to the Benedict Cumberbatch version. I mean, even all of those were different uh, in the style and in the execution. Mm-hmm. And certainly because this is a funny. Version it is going, going to be different, but there's still the the tropes of the dynamic duo, the, the super smart guy, the the person who's in support of the super smart guy, like all that stuff is is all there too.
1: Is this the most iconic character either of you have ever played?
2: Ooh, uh, I, I mean it, it'd be it has to be up there. You know, Sherlock Holmes is one of the most famous stories mm-hmm. ever. I think. Uh, we were talking about this a bit earlier in the car, but I think when the when the, the, the he was initially killed off in, the, in when he was being written for newspapers, spoiler, spoiler. I think um, spoiler uh,
1: for 1939. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> if you missed it, that's kind of on you. <laughs> um, I think there was huge out, uh, backlash, um, not just in England but across the world. Yeah. Um and uh, and so yeah, I'd say he's certainly up there. Certainly up yeah. there. I mean, you know, like it's hard to argue with like Hamlet and Romeo, or like sure. those are big iconic things. But I think. I don't know. I don't know. This would be up there. This would be yeah, for sure, up there. Uh, I got to play Bilbo Baggins in, on a
3: set that John Denning did, and certainly a similar uh, idea of like people having specific ideas of who those char- who that, those characters are, then now having film versions and how big those film versions are. Coincidentally, Martin Freeman played both of those, both Watson and <laughs> Bilbo, and I got to play that. I also met Martin, who was a sweet guy. I didn't book those roles, and or else I would have been like, hey, got any tips? But... Um, yeah, uh, certainly those two, but this one, again, as Jamie said, one of the most popular books that have been translated all over the world, so yeah, definitely, definitely a big one. Yeah,
1: I know we ran into this when we were doing Million Dollar Quartet, because a lot of people had a lot of feelings about Elvis, right? right. Like, especially being a real person, like, this is a little different, but I remember even you know, at our meet and greet, John Denning, I know we keep talking about him a lot, but he's an icon, yeah, Um, saying, like, oh, yeah, well, that's not my favorite Sherlock, and I'm like, oh, gosh, like, <laughs> what, what? there's a little pressure there, but I think it's more exciting than pressure-filled, yeah. I'm
2: yeah I mean I think you know in anything in life if you're playing to other people's expectations you're never going to appease everybody and uh-huh. I think mm. just doing your job as best you can you know everybody in this cast as Colin said is not just great everybody in this cast is experienced and and um, yeah extremely experienced and, and great. And great, not just great, <laughs> not just great and, and great, great. Um, and that greatness and that experience is is very well to be trusted with uh, with this group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, on
3: that note, too, I, I just about expectations and the hope. I imagine is you know, we're doing it for an audience and we want the audience to have a good time. And and so it, might, it won't be maybe the same as what they've experienced before, but maybe it might go beyond expectations. Mm-hmm. So that might be fun too.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think the fact that the show is structured so differently with some of these elements of like the 40 characters played by three actors mm-hmm. and the set and the costuming, I feel like, you know, people are going in knowing that this isn't going to be the typical home story. So maybe that gives you a bit more freedom, right? Where they're not going to be like, Well, this isn't exactly what I read on page three hundred and eighty two. Yeah. <laughs> but you can be like, No, we're all here to, to try something new and have they're fun. They're still so. a spooky
1: hound. Yes. And right? I mean, very
0: importantly.
2: It's still a spooky hound. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll have to come and see to find out. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so when we are filming this, it is actually the second day of your rehearsal. So uh, what are your first impressions? How has it been going? Again, I know, you know, you're Holmes, you're uh, Watson, but the other three characters uh, are still sort of figuring out what, um, what, Nationality? Are they? What's their accent? How how that's working? So how has it been in the first couple days?
2: It's been great. I mean, I think like uh, you know, uh, so far Thousand Islands has really met my expectations of what it was going to be. All my friends who have worked here before have had nothing but amazing things, uh, and it's kind of famous, I think, in my Toronto community as like a high quality of life contract. People want to come work here, and so far everybody's been friendly. The town is so beautiful the the script is great and uh yeah so far it's been great i mean again it's hard to say because we're in the in the second day ask me a week from now and i'll tell you it is going horribly and we need help um but but no as of as of right now it's going so great and everybody's friendly and uh it has met all my expectations and uh and and gone past them for sure yeah the set and costumes are extraordinary
3: and again the, the cast that we have is extraordinary, and Brett is really encouraging a great sense of play. So already when you're starting that and seeing people kind of go for it and go to have fun, knowing that, hey, this audience, we want them to have fun just as much as we're having fun. I think that's one of the—I don't know if you feel this way, Jamie, but one of my favorite compliments is an actor, either from an actor or from someone who's, who's just in the audience, is like, oh, it looks like it was so much fun, I, I wish I could
2: have been there, I want to be in that show— and that, to me, is such a compliment. That's that's funny, because my pretend compliment I give to people in plays that I don't like is, wow, looks like you guys were having a lot of fun up there.
3: Yeah, no, the but lighting. you want to be in that, but you want to be in yes, with
2: that. Yes, that, that addendum is that very, addendum very, important, important. very important. The
1: lighting was spectacular. Oh my god! <laughs> so you got
0: to go with. We could yeah. see
2: you. The lighting.
1: We could see you. You stood
0: in it that <laughs> light. Yeah, yeah I saw I mean, I sat in yesterday on a bit of the even just the first table read, and already the fun was palpable. Oh great! Yeah, Thank I you. I think uh, it's going to be a real treat, and it, there. Uh, For people who are listening, to check out there is one scene, or maybe more than one, where characters are changing characters on stage, where the actors are actually switching on stage. So that part was wild. So I'm I'm excited to see that on stage. There's
1: a lot of, like, kind of like noted that i noticed in the first read there's a lot of like tongue-in-cheek about that character switching too right there's a lot of like script nods to like you have to be this new character now Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's not like you're you're kind of like running around hopefully changing your costume like it's a bit the silliness is kind of built into you having to change
2: totally and i think this connects what colin was saying earlier about this being a purely theatrical experience Mm -hmm. like this is a this is a show that you can't see on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't have the same experience. You can't see it in the movie theater. It doesn't translate the same. This is, this is something you can only see on stage at this point at the Thousand Islands Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, yeah, it, it really embodies that theatrical spirit.
3: Mm-hmm. Now I have a question for you, folks. This no. is what we call in the industry oh. <laughs> turning the tables, <laughs> <I guess> this <laughs> this is a, turning the tables. Questions? So
0: hotspot, knowing
3: that we're like. W- if, as people that, now, I know Brett does the programming and things like that, but you folks have seen it, some of you market it. How, how is it that, that, um, <laughs> you, you market it, but <laughs> I, I wanted to have it be a guessing game. So, do you feel like being the first one out of the gate, is that, is that something that sets the tone for the season or, oh, we have to have something fun or we have to have, like, how, how do you think that works? And does are you that asking flip? me to
1: give away all of my marketing secrets? Yeah, just it? a, a petite pose. Just the same, one. Just um, yeah, I feel like it's always a bit of uh, playing a bit of catch up to like remind ourselves and like kind of flex our muscles to be like, okay, wow, um, we are, the rehearsal hall is open and people have arrived and there's strangers in town again. Not that you're strangers and you're now family. We are, but, we are a bit. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely... um, There is a bar to set, for sure. So I think that the fact that we have John and we have, like, all of you guys coming in to do this incredibly, like, fantastical show is a really great way to kind of set off the season um, and, like, kind of start out with a big punch.
3: And is that consistent in your experience of Thousand Island's history?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think especially, like... Over Brett's tenure, I mean, he's been programming for five or six years now, and I think there's a bit of fine-tuning that's happened over time, but um, I think there's definitely, like, like, let's get the show on the road right away like we have our major fundraiser in june as well so like we are called what again it's called a moonlit night thank you for asking colin it's on june 22nd there's only a a few tickets left actually by the time they hear this it may be sold out it sells out every year
3: it does it does that's incredible i should get my tickets soon
0: i really (laughs) feel like maybe you should take over my spot
3: (laughs) who me or
0: allison new head of marketing colin doyle oh all right but before we wrap up one thing that we love to do at the end of every podcast is for you to give us uh, who either- our favorite
3: actor is in the cast yes I'll exactly go first. <laughs> it's Jamie oh how oh,
2: sweet that's no it. pressure and no that pressure. is crazy because I'm also my favorite actor yeah. <laughs> that's two <laughs> he's up two
0: that sounds very Sherlock Holmes it, it very much does <laughs> both Watson and Sherlock pick his, Sherlock yeah his favorite part uh, but something we want to know is something that your uh, you know a restaurant uh business, something that you're looking forward to exploring in Gan while you're here, because you're kind of here at that peak season. We're coming into June. Uh, it is lovely. So what are you looking forward to experiencing while you're here in Gan?
3: I was, uh, so I've never been here before. I've always wanted to come and work in the playoffs. I'm so excited. As I mentioned, first time caller, longtime listener. Uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's possible, but if I can do all thousand
1: islands before I leave. There's actually over 1,200. Yeah, that's a lot.
3: Oh, because I had it scheduled to the day. Gosh. Now I have to go back to that spreadsheet, <laughs> start over. Definitely enjoy big nature. What I'm getting a number. Is that a one before? 1,864?
2: 1, 1,
3: yeah. Thank good. you. You could get in a Faster kayak. Boat.
1: Get in a kayak and go. The kayaking. 1,000 pounds kayaking.
3: Gee, that is what I want to do. Yeah. Thank you. Right, but man. I'm not going to hit 1,864. An excellent year for wine. And the number of Islands that we have here, Thousand Islands.
2: Wow, they really underestimated. They got there and they're like, there's got to be a thousand. Oh, ballpark. ballpark. a thousand islands wow. here. I feel
1: like two thousand islands dressing doesn't sound as good. No, it no. doesn't.
2: No, from the marketing. From mindset. the marketing department. Well, I got to say, I, I have visited here before and I, I've seen a couple shows. And last time I was here, there's this amazing restaurant called The Socialist Pig, which I think is now called Laverne's and it's like a breakfast place. Yeah. So I got to go see what they did. I got to go see if they changed it. Also, By sea, you mean eat? Eat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't, no, no, no. I, mean, I, I, judge, I judge restaurants based on what I see and and, and, and how it looks. It's okay. a
1: beautiful aesthetic in there. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. You're good.
2: Um, jumping in the river is like my you know first thing that I'm going to do when it's when it's semi warm and uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe go on a boat cruise or something. See, Definitely. See an island or two. Yeah,
0: city cruises. Gannon, okay. yeah. Got lots By of Bye, horn blower. Yes.
1: horn. <laughs> Well, uh, I think I think that pretty much wraps us up. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Anna, did you have fun? Um, yeah. Allison,
0: did you have fun? I, I had an amazing time. Thank oh. you. I would love to do this every day. We'll just do a, a whole podcast series where it's just the... A daily podcast? A daily podcast. I have one more
3: question. I'm just going to... This is called jujitsuing. It's using the energy oh. against... I, I want to ask you a question. What uh, doc talks? What is that? Is that a thing? Who does it's that? It's on the podcast. It's on the podcast? No. Oh, wait, are we doing it? Is this a doc? Is, this, are we're we actually, in a doc talk we are right
0: now? We're on the dock right now. But I thought it was
3: in person. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope.
0: <laughs> doc Talks, for those of you who are interested. I'm new. at uh, Colin, uh, happen Wednesday matinees, right before the Wednesday matinee, on okay. the deck, uh, outside of our Springer Theater, where the audience can come and listen to a curated conversation between myself.
3: You host it?
0: Uh-huh. I the, didn't know this. And the actors.
3: <laughs> and... There's a dock outside the theater.
0: Yeah. That's where you do the talking. On the dock.
3: So people could see from the theater that there's docks there? Like, I've heard a rumor, and I just want to ask. Boats can come, and you can dock your boat, get off, and then get a ticket? Can you
1: tell he's only been here for two days? (laughs) This is my second day.
2: So, you can do that. We are working on a detective play. So, (laughs) Colin Colin has his detective hat on all the time. He always wants to know what's going on. It's a little loose.
0: (laughs) So, I will say to both you, Colin, and the listeners out there that you need to come and see uh, to figure out the answer to this mystery.
2: And the Doc
3: Talks.
0: And the Doc Talks. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Uh, Before the Wednesday matinee, come down and check them out. And maybe you'll see Colin and or Jamie. Who knows? Who knows? I'm doing one. All right. So we're going to wrap up. But as always, we want to express our special thanks to Mark Hunt, who composes the Playhouse podcast music. Uh, This podcast is sponsored and produced by MyFM Gananoque. Many thanks to Carrie and the MyFM team for all their help.
3: Especially Carrie with the statistics as well. Way through.
1: For more tickets and information, please visit Thousand Islands See you at the theater. Bye!
3: Thank you.